We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman and the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 10% discount to Rotoviz by using the code RVRADIO2022. That's R-V-R-A-D-I-O-2022. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the Rotoviz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here's the latest edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. Welcome in, welcome in, everybody, to a special Friday edition, holiday edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown podcast brought to you by Rotoviz and the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, the Betor Sports Network's High Stakes Fantasy Football Show, and of course, the FFPC. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman. Follow the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. I do want to remind you before we start uh, this evening's show, uh, play the FFPC Weekly Challenge. There's no draft, there's no salary cap. You pick 10 players. You want to play without kickers and defenses. You want to play with kickers and defenses. You get 12 players. And you can uh, just pick one player per team. Watch them ride throughout the weekend. Special note for the Week 16 Weekly Challenge. Uh, it is going to be going uh, – the deadline is 1 p.m. tomorrow, which is Saturday because we have – uh, a better part of a dozen games going on with the NFL tomorrow. Um, only three games on Sunday. Thus, the deadline is Saturday this week. Uh, you can play for a $35 entry fee, a $200 entry fee, 30-team format, 100-team format, or you can play in the 10-team format where if you beat the other nine players in that contest, you will win a free entry into the 2023 FFPC main event and can play for a million bucks, essentially, for free. Uh, don't forget that we also have the... Um, uh, football Guys Playoff Challenge and the uh, World Famous FFPC Playoff Challenge. Football Guys Playoff Challenge, $35 to enter, $100,000 grand prize. The FFPC Playoff Challenge, which has been going on for almost 20 years now, uh, that is $200 to enter, but a $500,000 grand prize, a thousand people will get paid in that contest. Do not miss out on that. You can sign up for both of those at myffpc.com. I always say, um, 
you know, people say, oh, bulky, the, we don't even know who's in the playoffs yet. Well, you know, some of the teams and you can register now to um, make sure you reserve your spots because these contests sell out and you don't want to be left out in the cold. So make sure you are signing up early, making sure you get your teams in that. And then you can set them. It takes two minutes, three minutes to set your lineups. And then you're done for the playoffs and you can win $500,000. What is better than that? I say nothing. Uh, tonight, let's get into the show, ladies and gentlemen. I, uh, I want to bring in our guest tonight and uh he's a you're you're familiar with him from the um uh high stakes fantasy footballer he's been a guest uh, on that before I'm bring him in right now the 16th place finisher in the ffpc main event regular season has his sights set on a one million dollar grand prize welcome into the program brian jason hey, hey. brian welcome in how are you man happy, Eric, Friday. Man. happy holidays to happy you happy holidays happy holidays good to have you i mean good hey. to be here man like uh you know a long time coming it's been a little while but good to be back here uh excited to talk with you again yeah it's exciting it's exciting to have you for sure yeah and it, it's been a good season for you guys you now dan is your brother right yep yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm the so better you, looking one. So obviously, you know, I yes. figured I I would be the camera guy. You know, tonight. Um, you know, he'll be in my ear giving me some. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 uh, we're real close. But I, uh, you might hop on, but I don't think he can make it tonight. That, um, that's you know, and, and we get that. That's that's right. you know, it's it's a wild time of year. Holidays. <laughs> I get it. We're two days. We're less than forty eight hours away from Christmas. Um, how do you do? You football play? season, though, baby. <laughs> yeah, it is football season. Um, do you guys play any leagues against each other during the season? As Casually, well? yeah, it's Casually. funny. Um, we we have we just had this relationship. I mean, we stopped competing against each other intensely. Honestly, we were like 10, 11 years old. We always wanted to, you know, from flag football, we always wanted to be in the same team. It's just kind of how it was. We're just kind of a different vibe when it comes to brothers. So, with we've been doing high stakes fantasy football for you know with you guys. I mean, probably for ten years um doing yeah some of the high stakes leagues we have three you know dynasty leagues so um it really went from like playing flag football to playing fantasy football and the only leagues we compete against each other and like the family leagues that you do for like 100 bucks you know stuff like that but um we, we, you know we're big into in, into fantasy so you know any any high stakes big leagues now we team up but you know we get competitive but even 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 so like <laughs> we'll be honest we'll, we'll be like hey it looks like you need a tight end week 10. Like I need this, I, you know, like you try to help each other out in those hundred dollar family league. So it's not too competitive, but well, you know, we, about, we like these better. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, the competing against each other probably pays off when you yeah. guys team up in the FFPC. Oh yeah. Because we're, we're both aligned. We're both, you know, uh, we both do our research. Right. And then we kind of, uh, we miss players, right? Like, uh, you know, like I'll take credit on uh, like Josh Jacobs this year. Like he was, he was like, we have like my guys, right? Um, that you know, he'll have a few, I'll have a few, and he'll be like, yeah, I don't know, I don't see it. Or like I'll say the same thing about someone, and um, and it helps, right? Because right. you 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 build in those biases, right? If a player, you know, screws you over, you know, uh, two years ago, it can affect you if you want to draft in this year. So um, it's hard to work through biases um, <laughs> with fantasy football. So it helps to have someone kind of check you on that or, or give you a different perspective. So it only makes you better. It, it does. It only makes you better. Um, the 16th place finish in the FFPC main event regular season. I know you guys are proud of that, but you obviously I have your sights set on, on something bigger, perhaps yeah. a million dollar grand prize. So now I know a lot of people want to stack in this format for this championship round, right, Brian, because then you get the big spike weeks. Um, sure. You guys had the opportunity to grab Kirk Cousins, Tua Tunga Bailoa or Tom Brady in the middle of this main event draft to pair with any of your first three draft choices, which were Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Evans. You decided to not wait on those three quarterbacks. You decided yep. to grab Justin Herbert right away. 
in the fourth right. round. Can you kind right. of take me through the process of because you guys have been, yeah. you know what it takes to win the, the whole thing. And right. there's a lot of people out there saying you should have waited on quarterback. You guys decided against that. What, what yeah. how do you defend that? What was the thought process? Yeah. It's yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, we we everyone wins, everyone loses. Like we we've had our share of winning some of the you know the big money, high stakes leagues, right? So it happens. There's some luck involved. There's not always part like the hindsight thing, right? The mm-hmm. worst is looking back at the draft board after, right? After your draft, you feel good, but when you're looking back now, it's like, oh man, like Justin Herbert. I think he's what's he QB eight or something right now? Like I I, I mean, I'll be honest. He was a, I thought he was going to be QB two um, behind Josh Allen. I really did. And um, I, I had, I had high expectations for him and he's been a disappointment clearly. Right. Um, he's still Justin Herbert though. And I feel good with him going into the stretch run here. Um, but yeah, it, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes, people are sleeping on him and look, he, he goes, he goes three rounds later. I remember, I remember being in this draft because we did a lot. We did a lot of drafts um, in, in August and early September. And you know, when you're on that, we had the second pick. So coming back in round four on the snake, you're thinking, I mean, uh, you know, four into five and back, you're thinking, all right, well, Josh Allen just went, right? Here comes a mini QB run. Might as well get, you know, Herbert, uh, Mahomes, maybe a Kyler now, right? Because they're going to be gone. Snagged Herbert. And it's like, oh man, no quarterbacks went for another 24 (laughs) picks. So that was just one of those moments where you're just like, damn like you we knew we you know we we knew it was bad value right it it was evident but it's one of those things where it's still justin herbert it's not a bad pick it just didn't work out in the moment right um but even looking around who i would have taken in in that spot i mean it would have been like it would have been like a jerry judy to get like a to get our fourth wide receiver Mm -hmm. right it would have it would have been something like that anyway so end of the day didn't work out if it was mahomes i think would be laughing more <laughs> and happier, about it. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 that was kind of the process at the time was like thinking it, it, there might be a mini run ha- uh, happening. It just didn't just didn't. So, so, and again, I don't like putting words in people's mouths, but from what it sounds like um, while you could have done the stack clearly, yeah. you guys actually I, thought that not going with the stack I'm, and getting yeah. with the guy that you thought was going to be the second I'm, overall quarterback was the way to right. win. That's right. I, I, so I, I did work at a, I worked at DraftKings for three years. So uh, DFS stacking. Yes. Right. And I don't really, I don't buy that too much with, with uh season long fantasy. I just don't. I mean, it, obviously it's nice to, if you can, and it's great offense, it's great. Sure. Right. Um, you know, I've had, I've had my, you know, uh, like Tom Brady, Julian Edelman days, like stuff like that. Like what, if it happens, it happens. If the value is there, the value is there. Great. But, um yeah just kind of happened that way uh you know I, best player available is usually the season long right it, it, i i would say that that is you know as much as I, I always say hashtag get your guys um the stuff i hear from a lot of high stakes players like yourself is let the draft come to you best player available and a right. lot of times that you create your own value that way which right. there's something to be said for that um yeah. speaking of yeah. creating your own value you waited yeah. until the end of the eighth round, eight eleven, to grab your first tight end in this format, which some Ooh. people say that's that's sacrilegious. You cannot wait to the eighth round to take your first tight end. Yet it was Pat Fryermuth, which Ooh. I know he's he had the bagel this this past week. I know, but I know. By and large, Brian. It, 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 I mean, I over the course of the season, not really a bad way to spend your eighth round pick on your oh, first no. tight end. So th- tell me a little bit about why you guys were comfortable waiting uh, on that position in this draft. I mean, just taking, starting off with Jefferson Hill and Evans and knowing 
I knew I was getting DeAndre Hopkins. I knew it, right? Like, as soon as I got those three, I said, I'm going to get D-Hop in the seventh. I just knew like, – I, I planned for it. So, just having those four guys, like, lined up, queued up. I, 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 we missed out on the Kelseys, the Andrews, the Pitts, the Waller, the Kittle, right? So, once those guys go, it's like I had a – I thought Muth was better than Schultz, Goddard, Ertz. Um Hawkinson would have been probably the exception and he's had a great year too, but uh, I did, did like Hawk, but no, I, I've, I, I, I wanted it. He was my late round sleeper at tight end. And I know, you know, point and a half uh, for reception in this one for, for tight ends, but he was the target all day long, every draft I had, right. If I wasn't going, uh, we have some dynasty leagues with like Waller who's been huge disappointment, but mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, Muth was just sort of that sleeper that, you know, it's different. It's not always a tight end position every year. Sometimes it's, you know, it could be different. It could be a quarterback that like, instead of getting Herbert in the fourth, it could have been, you know, uh, someone else in the, in, in like the 12th, that's like a, a must have guy, like Trevor Lawrence this year or something like that. I was pretty high on him actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it just, uh, that was the plan and we stuck with it and got him and it worked out great. It I worked mean, out his great value. Tight end's been a tough position this year, really. Like if you don't have Kelsey and obviously you had to spend a first rounder on him, mm-hmm. um, they're all kind of the same, honestly. Uh, bummer last week, uh, you know, kind of risked it. We had, um, uh, we had, uh, who do we have as a, we had, we had Fant, um, who got a late touchdown on the Thursday night game. So that was, uh, that was tough. That was tough to watch. Um, cause I think he was like four for 20 before that. So I was like, all right. Um, you know, even if Muth gets a bagel, cause he was an injury question, uh, we'll be all right. Um, but once he was active, I'm like, great, he's been putting up numbers mm-hmm. the last few weeks. So, you know, happens, but that's why it's a multiple week playoff and we're, we're, we're not worried. We got some guys made up for it. So, so to get back to your um, draft um, player evaluation, mm-hmm. you mentioned mm-hmm. a lot of tight ends that were going in front of Friar Muth, and you like Friar Muth better than a lot of those guys. Can you tell me a little bit why you guys had Friar Muth um, significantly higher than a lot of your peers? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be honest, like sometimes it's just like the bias of teams and just being like, that's Heath Miller, man. It's Heath Miller. You know, <laughs> like it's just I, I just know that offense. Like in all seriousness, so like the Pittsburgh offense is, is a heavy uh, tight end offense. And he's been sort of groomed in that in that organization. Uh, and I just kind of figured he was going to be ready. Um, tight ends usually, you know, take a year or two to make a leap. Right. Like, you know, rookie tight ends never pan out. Uh, typically right um so he was a he was in a uh, second rounder uh in a, the 21 draft so i don't know he he, he uh I, the organization spoke highly of him he he showed some pop and uh i just sort of figured that uh uh yeah he was a sleeper you know in, in that offense so worked out it did and and um i want to shift focus to the other conference here for a second because in the 13th round you grabbed a guy who, outside of last week, the last month and a half, he's been lighting the NFL on fire, and that was Christian Watson from yeah. the Green Bay Packers. 14-11 um, pick, you take Aaron Rodgers. Now, I, I'm just kind of curious here. You were looking um, probably for a backup quarterback on this team at some point be, be, be behind Herbert. Um, did the Watson pick in the 13th affect you guys? Hey, why don't we take Rodgers here just in case we, we set the world on fire with, with Watson? We have Rodgers. I'm guessing no because of your um, thoughts on season-long sta- uh, yeah. stacking. But at the yeah. same time, um, second part of the question, does he – he kind of you know didn't do much on Monday night against the Rams, but does he become a championship-round factor for you in Week 16 on Christmas Day when he goes down to Miami to take on the Dolphins? 
It's possible. I mean, that was sort of the thinking. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, I remember fourth, 14th rounder, it's Aaron Rodgers. You know, sometimes it's just it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you think if anything happens to Herbert, he's a safe, you know, he's he's better than a waiver wire ad, right? Considering we needed one. Um, see a name like that, right? Like uh, it's kind of a rookie move to draft for names like duh, but in the 14th round, you can kind of do whatever you want and just seeing him just linger there. It's like, why, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we take him as a backup? Just a complete low risk. And then we also do that with our, our quarterbacks as well. Always look at, you know, weeks 13, you know, 14, 15, 16, right. Always see kind of what their matches are. I know he, he obviously had a late, the weirdest, the, the week 14 by, which should NFL needs to get rid of obviously. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, um, like you said, the matchups uh, that he had against Rams and um, and uh, Dolphins, um, you know, uh, you, you like those late season matchups where weather might not be a factor, right? Right. So uh, anyway, yeah, it was it was just one of those like why not right situations while also his schedule looked okay too. So so the Watson pick didn't really influence. No, you. no, we always we always like to find you know some rookies late, right? Watson was there. Um, you know, he, he had a you know, pretty good showing. So, you know, early on and, and uh, obviously um, he's come on lately. Right. But right. Um, yeah, it, it, not a stack. No, it just kind of happened that way. So like Watson's one of those guys too, where it's just like, you know, rookie pass catchers, you know, receivers and tight ends, they don't always light the world on fire in, in year one, but man, if you can get the guy with the, you know, the, the spark score or whatever it was, yeah. um, you know, with, with uh, the relative athletic score, beg your pardon. Um, a guy like that, he can out athlete, you know, these right. guys, which he has been doing the last few weeks, even though he doesn't understand the finer points of the game yet. He's going to be an exciting guy in 2023 right. and beyond. Yeah. Um, yeah. You hope to always be on the right side of like, uh, you know, anytime the Packers out, we, we, we failed at this like in the past, right? Remember there in 2018, I think we had a, uh, we had a big, uh, dynasty, uh, draft and we were like, the, the Packers got a bunch of wideouts. And I think that was the year a few guys left and it was like, Equimini St. Brown, yep. it was M- MBS. Jamon Jamon Moore. Jamon Moore. Yeah. Yeah. We hardly knew you. He he was the fourth round. Yeah, it was like he was the fourth. They, yep. they got a fourth, fifth, and sixth. And we're like, we got we're just gonna get all of them. Like we're gonna get them all. And they all sucks, right? So you, you hope that like same thing with like the Brady offenses too. Like, you know, and the Pats always get, you know, wide outs and they never work out. And you just hope though, if one of them does, you know, and yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like uh, I can't even remember the last Packer, you know, wide receiver that really worked out short of like Devonte Adams. <laughs> like, well, and, and, the th- and like the thing is, like they, I mean, like eventually they work out. Like Greg Jennings worked out, Jordy yeah. Nelson worked out, Devonte Adams are Cobb, but year Randall one, Cobb, of course. Yeah. year one, it's just like yeah, even yeah. Randall Cobb. Like year one, they just you don't want to count on those guys. But the way <laughs> yeah. that they develop them, and obviously having Rogers throw to them, yes, year two and beyond, there's something to be said for it. But rookie yeah. years. Yeah. Gets a little dicey. Right, um, right, James right. Robinson, inactive yeah, I know, Thursday night I against know, the Jags. 20 I yards know. rushing since week nine. Melvin Gordon on the Chiefs practice squad. Uh, Why that's the worst question. I know what you're doing, and I don't have an answer for it. I'm just going to be a human about it. I, I am. <laughs> Why do we have him? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot <laughs> going on. I just thought you believed in their you're, upside. No. Like, I, like, I mean, it, it, I, I can half joke about it. Yes, I do. And, and if you look at the waivers, like there's not a lot there right. so it's one of those things where it's like our starting lineup is so strong and our 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 short bench is really strong you know some up-and-comers like like the cam makers brian robinson um Traylon burks jameson williams so like we have and noah fan even as a as a tight end too right. like we have so many guys that it's almost 
we're used to these dynasty leagues where you have a you're you have uh, 20 spots and then you throw an IR you could have like 24 roster spots so it's like it's borderline it's almost like we're sometimes when we're in these leagues we're in dynasty mode where we're just holding guys because we're coming back next year it's right. just sort of like one of those things where we're so dynasty heavy and dynasty focused and we're doing all that that like it just wasn't much and i'll be honest it's embarrassing to admit that the, the roster is locking uh snuck up on me and i forgot that you couldn't make ads after week 50 it, happens. it, it happens. happens like i know it's it's, it's just there's a lot going on a lot of leagues and but uh, no, it's just one of those things. There wasn't much out there. It was just kind of like whatever. But yeah, in hindsight, well, it's like, great. Yeah, I would have liked to add a second defense, even a second kicker in case something weird happened. It's just, right. you know. Um, but, you know, that being said, you know, Pat's defense, Justin Tucker, like those are – don't bench those guys. I mean, right. it's, it's fine. It worked out fine. But I, yeah. I ask it in part because I have players like this on my own redraft teams. Right? <laughs> okay. Where the rosters right. are locked. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing with these guys? Know, you know? But, but I mean, things. there is something to be said. Like, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Three-week championship yeah. sprint. I mean, who had Arlen Harris that one year exactly. um, for the Rams back in the day? Like, not a whole lot of people. And then he never ended know. up winning people, you know, five, six figures that year. So yeah. Melvin Gordon's ready to play. Call him up. Come on. He's in, he's in, he's in mid season mode in, in late in the season, Go. bring him on. You know, you yeah. never know. You never yeah. know these things. That's yeah. the thing is like, I never want to rip on people for doing stuff like this because yeah. when I have in the past, it works out. And then I end up with egg on <laughs> yeah. my face. So, you yeah. know, who knows? That's just why like even Odell, Odell has just been rallying on that. You know, we picked him up a few, you know, whatever, five, six weeks ago when he was all over the news and it's like, right. he's nothing either, which is one of those things where, those last three, four spots, it's just not going to make or break your season. Right. So you might as well go for these crazy upside well, or like it, these I'll crazy practice it, squad or whatever. It, it, like there's not even in the league guys, like whatever. Yes. Just, you know. There's no way it's going to break your season, but right. there is a chance it could make your season. And that's why right. we do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yep. You guys had a couple of uh, pretty talented rookie receivers that you got yeah. off the waiver wire this year. And, and I know you have to pit up, uh, pick up a big score in week 16 to vault your way back up into the standings to, to yeah. try to be in contention for the six-figure yeah. prize. Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, any of them entering the week six, uh, 16 start-sit discussions for you? Or are, are they just simply too risky? Like maybe it's more of a week 17 question where you put yeah. those guys in. Oh, man, it's just too risky. I, I mean, it's just – you look at, like, Jamison Williams, man. Like, he's got – what do you have, one catch for 41 yards and a score, like, and, and one target last week, like, all the talent in the world, but, and Traylon Burks is, you know, that offense, obviously super run heavy in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I'm burying the lead at our four wideouts being Tyree kill, Justin Jefferson, Deandre Hopkins, and Mike Evans. So right. it's like, where, where, where are either of those guys going? Right. And um, I got a little, uh, maybe a little too cute last week. It only cost me a couple points, but uh, I've ended up benching Mike Evans in the second fuck spot for uh, uh, Brian Robinson because he had a, uh, I know he he gets Brian Robinson has been getting a lot of carries, right? He's been getting twenty mm -hmm. plus carries, and last time he played the Giants, I think he had three touchdowns, so or two or three. Um, you know, had a good game against the Giants, and just uh, he was okay. Um, I think he had ninety yards and a and a grab, and Mike Evans was. Uh, I don't think he had, I don't think Mike Evans had a second uh, half catch. Um, so they yeah. ended up even evening out, but um, that that's that's a tough thing too, because like all season we just rode our our starters and then you, you start to overthink a little bit in the playoffs. You look at matchups, you look at stuff. And it's like, that was one of those moments where as soon as it locked, I'm like, did I just bench Mike Evans? Even though he's been, he's been, he's been rough the last few weeks. He has like, yeah. it made sense. Right. But it's one of those things where like, man, just like roll with the guys that got you there sometimes, but you know, it's tough. 
You mentioned Hopkins. Any trepidation yeah. starting Hopkins this week with McSorley throwing to him? No, no, no. I mean, put me out there. I mean, that dude, that dude, what, when was the last time he got less than 10 targets in a game? It doesn't matter yeah, who's throwing it's, the it's, ball. It's it's just, yeah, it's just, no, not, not even a, not even a thought. Doesn't matter. Uh, he's a, he's an automatic, automatic guy. Um, so the Pats defense, you mentioned him earlier. I yep. think I know the answer to this question. They're yep. taking on Joe Burrow uh, tomorrow, yep. th- this Saturday. Yep. Why is are the matchups for the Patriots just good enough for you guys to to spend your roster spots elsewhere that you're just going to ride the Patriots through the whole 16, uh, 15, 16, 17? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I mean, uh, Patriots are going to win outright after that embarrassing loss. I mean, they will. Watch. It's, it's just it's going to be the classic, like, Patriots are the worst team. They look awful. They're making dumb decisions. Like, the coaching is, is bad. Every, all the calls are bad. And they'll win this game. Like, watch. They'll win this game. And they'll dominate. I don't know how. I don't know why. But they will. It's just what they do. But, it, you know, if you want to do stats, too, uh, which is fun every now and then, right? Uh, at home, they're good. They're, like, 15 points average at home uh on defense right um so and I, I think they close out the year at home right uh so it, there's not that defense is one of those things you can overthink all day long you know and, and we do it all the time in our dynasty leagues and other leagues like that right like you, you're playing the matchups you're playing paper right you're on paper um doesn't always work out that way it rarely ever does right ever uh so yeah, just kind of stick with a good unit. And, um, you know, I, I like the home. If you can take it, you had a defense at home in the cold, not in a dome. Weird shit happens. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll stick with it. Uh, not um, I just looked up the, you mentioned the Hopkins thing. So since he's come back, week seven, obviously his first, <clears throat> his first week back this season, he yeah. has uh, missed out on double digit targets twice this yeah. season, week nine. And week 12, but hold on, but hold on. Okay, okay. In those games that he missed out on week uh, double-digit targets, 
scored a touchdown bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the, the floor for Hopkins is higher it's, than a lot of guys' ceilings at this it's point. It's ridiculous. Like, I, yeah, yeah I, I'll, it's more, it's not a matter of, are we starting him? It's where do I put him visually? Do I put him in the wide receiver wide spot? Receiver flex. Yeah. Or do I put him in the flex? Like, do I, Tyree Kill and Jay Jeff, though, like, I mean, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, DeAndre. I mean, if he calls me up and he needs the motivation to be in that spot, uh, fine, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave him there. <laughs> I'll get you his number and, and we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, make that happen. Yeah. Or I'll get, I'll get him your number. That, that'll yeah. work out. Um, Perfect. Jonathan Taylor, it, yeah. he was the de facto number one overall pick for a yeah. lot of leagues this season. Not every single yeah. one, but most of them obviously yeah. let a lot of people down. Yeah. Two part question here for you, Brian. Sure. How does, how do you think Taylor's 2022 is going to affect the way people draft him next year? And the second part is how will you and Dan, be drafting Jonathan Taylor next year? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, and I know it's early in the game, unfair question, but I yeah. thought I'd put it to you anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's it, end of the day, it's, it's, um, uh, it's the, uh, it's the touchdown regression. It's classic, right? It's one of those things where you don't draft a guy first overall that just ripped, what do you have, 18 rushing touchdowns last year, something like that, right? I'm looking it up right um, now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, 20, 20, 20 total, maybe 18. And, you know, he's getting draft. You, you don't draft players for their previous season output, right? That's just not what you do. It's not good value. It's not, not smart, right? I had Jonathan Jefferson last year. He wasn't a first overall pick, right? Um, got him an auction. He was not the top auction guy last year, right? But now he is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just pretty standard stuff. You let, you let the, you let the, um, you know, the non-veterans uh, <laughs> take, take guys like that, right? next year love him great great value right bring him on right uh but uh he still he still was a beast though like he still got a a lot of carries this year right i mean uh 20 plus and and a lot of games i mean i shouldn't say a beast like uh, obviously i don't mean that (laughs) compared to last year but i mean he still ran well exactly i mean four 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 and a half yards of carry four and a half yards of carry this year right 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 um you know game script is a big deal right game flow um, he's still a great, great runner, but yeah, like you're not going to match 18 touchdowns, right? Uh, it's just right. not going to happen. I mean, how many times I'd love to see a stat on running backs, even matching, um, double digit touchdowns consecutively. Like how many running backs have done that three years in a row, for example, like, I don't know. It's probably not a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, he had 18 last year he had four this year. So yeah, maybe he'll, maybe he'll have the 10, 12 next year and be, you know, and be just fine. Um, some of my, but, some of my best fantasy teams over the years have been, um, drafting proven players off bad years, right? Because yeah, you always get I such love a it. great discount on them. Absolutely, love I love the bad year. Always, always buy buy low, right? And then uh, I love contract years. Love contract oh, yeah. years too. Yeah, yeah, huge. Um, I we, we were talking about Hopkins earlier. I, I want to frame this question um, for for twenty twenty three. So seven hundred two is where you got him, and obviously you had the luxury of taking him at the seven hundred two because you had those three stud receivers early on. Um, you knew he was going to miss the first six weeks of the season. Looking yep. ahead to 2023, knowing Kyler Murray, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, I know that there's glowing positivity that he's going to be ready for the start of the season. I don't think that's going to happen. How far of a plunge do you think Hopkins will and, and or should take in 2023, knowing that fantasy owners let him go to the 6th, 7th, 8th round this year, knowing that he was going to miss the first six games of the season, wouldn't play at all. Now you, you think he's going to be available for all the games, but he's probably gonna have Colt McCoy, Trace McSorley, or somebody else throwing to him. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously an easier question come August, duh. But like, I mean, 
it's all depends on where he's going, right? Is he, he's a first round guy, right? If, uh, if Kyler's there, right. He's up there with, with, uh, you know, with like, obviously not like Jefferson and. Well, like Adams, Diggs. Yeah. I was gonna say Diggs. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. Like, right. He's in that year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if, if Kyler's, if Kyler's out just four games, I wouldn't change anything. We also don't know their situation. Like, who are they going to bring? Are they going to bring in a vet to, to, to backfill? Are they going to really go in with Rasurley and what Colt McCoy? Like, I don't, it's, it's tough. Like, I just draft the player, right? Like, he, he's a stud. He's a beast. Um, he's going to get his. And if you're if, any quarterbacks, if, if he's on your team, you're throwing him the ball. And, right. You know, at the end of the day, it's an NFL quarterback that's, that's throwing him it. So, it, it wouldn't change things drastically. I mean, it would it would have to be a situation where, um, you know, Kyler's been ruled out. He's he, you know he's not coming back till week ten, for example. Right. And 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 D Hop's still going in like the second, third, fourth round. It's like all right, well, you know, not not really like getting him at seventh round value this year, like perfect, right. unbelievable. And this this was exactly how I, I lined it up. I said, look, we we can we can make it through six weeks. Not a big deal at all. And then we have him closing up the year. And, you know, look where we're at now. Um, can you give us, um, and I know this is always uh, dicey when, when we're yeah. talking championship round, yeah. but a player that not a lot of FFPC players are going to be starting this week that you think should be in their lineups actually in week 16. And then a player that many people will start that you have trepidations about, you think he's going to underwhelm in week 16, Ryan? Oh, I mean, I, I, if it's okay, I'm just going to take guys from my team. And I'll, I'll, I'll pick apart a starter of mine that I'm not okay. happy about. And I've already mentioned him and then a guy on my bench. And I, I think a sleeper, I mean, it's Cam Akers. It's Cam Akers. It's, it's like, it's a weird name. I think, I don't think people are like accepting of it yet, but he's been okay last mm-hmm. few weeks. Like he's been okay. If you need somebody, he's been okay. Um, we don't need that right now, but he's a guy that like, I could see him having two, three touchdowns, right? It can happen. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I don't need to take that risk. Cause you know, I don't want to, you know, throw a, throw a, you know, throw a dart for hoping acres has 20, 24 points. Uh, we have Josh Jacobs and Montgomery, both in contract years. Love that. They've been great. Um, but I think Cam Akers, it, it, when you say sleeper, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lower tier guy, obviously. So, right. um, he's a guy that like, we haven't, I think I've only had to start him one time this year because of bye weeks. Um, and it was after his double touchdown game. I think he had like 10 or 11 points the following week. Fine. in the fill in for that weird week 14 bye. Um, and then the other guy is Mike Evans. I'm nervous. Ooh. just nervous about Mike Evans. I, I don't, I don't like it. I, I think last week, last week was, uh, I'm trying to find the right words. It was almost like fake hope, like a false hope. Um, I think since, his bye week, I don't think he's had more than 10 points, um, which it was a week 11 bye. Right. Um, and even before that, I think he was lingering around 10 points. Like, he's been awful. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a huge name, obviously. You got Brady, obviously. But he has been terrible. And um, he's in the flex right now because you do the thing where you're like, it's Mike Evans, it's Tom Brady. Um, and, yeah, he, he, uh, he went into halftime with – Five, he was five for 83 going into halftime last week. I remember, and I'm like, I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe I started Brian Robinson, who was playing Sunday night. So it's one of those things where you're okay. You're like, Brian Robinson could still have three touchdowns against the Giants. I'm going to be fine. But I'm thinking like, wow, Mike Evans, five for 83 going into half. Like he's going to come out with like 10 for 150 and two. Didn't have a catch in the second half. And yeah. it's like, there he is, right? So it's like one of those things where 
I almost wish he popped off last week. So I'd be more confident this week to keep him in. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, it, weird, just weird, weird. I know he tweaked his, uh, he tweaked his hamstring on a play, but he did come back in in the, in the, in the first half. So I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to keep an eye on that, but he, he just makes me super nervous. And a lot of people are forced to kind of start him because yeah. if you have Mike Evans, chances are he's your wide receiver two or three. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. Long-winded answer, but yeah. But, but, but a good one, a lot of analysis yeah. there. Mike Evans, fun stat about him, three touchdowns on the season. He had one the first week. And then he had two against the Chiefs in week four, has not scored since Bad. then. Bad. Um, yeah, and, and you mentioned the five for 83 this week, but four for 44, four for 59, two for 31, five for Ugh. 54, five for 40. I, I mean, you have to go back to week Ugh. eight when he actually had a difference-making output in six for 123 against the Ravens. And, you know, this week at, at the Cardinals, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, to may, think about that Buccaneers. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we're having a nice little open uh, private conversation about us starting Traylon Burks, uh, you know, in Houston instead. We'll, we'll, right. we'll find out, or not, not in Houston, but uh, uh, in Tennessee. In, in Tennessee yeah. against. Yeah, Houston, yeah. Actually. I think they're 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 hosting the Texans. Yeah. So um, who knows? It, it, tell me a little bit about before I let you go here. Yeah. WagerEdsports.com. Yeah. Uh, so oh, we gave that, it away. Yeah. No. Yeah. I had to, Well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to drill. I'm going to drill the URL into the viewers' heads here. Thank you. WagerEdsports.com. Was this you and Dan, or this is you and Dan and other people? Yeah. So it's me. It's me and Dan uh, started up. Uh, like I said, you know, come from come from DraftKings. Uh, love uh, you know the sport. So when I started at DraftKings, uh, it was DFS, all DFS. Right. Uh, and towards the end, that's when it shifted into you know sports betting was taken over. And I think right now um, it's pretty much half the country is is legalized. It's like 60-40 right now. Mm-hmm. It's a huge opportunity, right? We, we I think we all know that sports betting is going to become uh, you know mainstream. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be in you know it, it already is being embraced by every every uh, league. So um, we've always done it, right? I've done it for years, and we find ourselves reading random articles or typing in like you know what do you like in this game tonight on google and you just read some analysis by a random person right and you blindly just sort of take their advice right um and if and if they lose your it's fine right like gambling is it's entertainment it's fun you know it's not something that you're going to win long term like let's be honest right like it's just fun it's entertainment um but we thought why are we listening to random people like i have got i have guys for every Every, uh, if I have a, you know, UFC fight, I don't know anything about UFC, but I have a couple of buddies who love UFC. I'm like, all right, wh- you know, who do you like tonight? And if quick answer, um, same with any other sport, right? Like I really know, I know NFL, I know PGA. So the idea was let's just create our own site that, uh, you know, we will give out picks. Um, and it's just from people that know the sports they cover. It's mm-hmm. not like just other sites that just pay people to like write about and you just trust them. Right. Like I think I was looking at one major brand, their head baseball uh, writer. Um, I looked into his Twitter. He had like 300 followers and he was a sophomore in college. And it's like people are listening to this and they don't do the right. research. They don't see behind it. So, you know, if you go to wageredsports.com, you can kind of read about us. We're just people who love sports and are in our authentic and we don't write you know, paragraphs to get you to like convince you into the pick. It's just, we know it, you know, we live it, we breathe it. Everyone that writes, that's the sport that like our hockey guys are just, they're hockey. You know, you could ask them about Friar They'd be like, what is that? Is that like a, 
Is that food? Like, I don't know who that is. Like, they, they, yeah. there's hockey guys. It's the new appetizer, right? TGI Friday. That, that's who you want. Yeah. If you, and if you're, you know, if you're not a hockey guy, but you're out, you're out at a bar and you just want to bet, you know, get some action on a game, like, that's what you want. So we're quick hit stuff. Um, we just started. We just started this past March Madness. So we're just trying to get our brand out there. Nothing crazy. Like, just, just sort of, um, it's just a huge market and, and we do it anyway. So we have group chats and then we just throw it on the site. Um, so, you know, it's up and coming, but it's all just genuine, you know, people, authentic people, um, friends that love it. Uh, and that's kind of what we're rolling with. And it's a, it's a very, um, it's hard to trust people, uh, with right. this stuff. Uh, so that's kind of what we're going for to sort of be authentic, sort of be community, uh, driven. So I appreciate you asking uh, about Absolutely. it. And, well, I, uh, I have a few more questions about it. Yeah, this is, please. this it's completely free. It is. Yep. So we're not, we're not a bookie. It's just, it's just picks. You get just, free picks. Absolutely. We do free best bets. Picks. Yeah. It's right. just best bets. We Yeah. So it started with the idea of um, just quick hit best bets. So, um, you know, for the, for the games tomorrow, it'll just be like the best bets. We usually do spread. Uh, we'll throw in some props here and there, but yeah, it's just another, it's just a voice. It's just another voice. And, and here's why. And like I said, the worst thing, some, I'm not going to name, you know, I'm not going to name some of the other, you know, competitors out there, but, no, when you're looking for some advice, you don't want to read, you don't want to spend 10 minutes reading. Yeah. You don't, you don't need people to make, like a lot of people make jokes in there. And it's like, a you just want to scroll down to the bottom and see what the pick is. Just tell me what the pick is. So we try to do a couple of quick stats and a pick, right. And you sort of want to just assume that if we're putting it out there, we know it, we believe it, you know, we could write 10 pages about, right. a, about a game, but that's not what a consumer wants. Right. So it's just quick stuff. It's free. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're starting up. So we have a few people that we really trust with the picks. Um, but yeah, we're not some, you know, machine, like an action network who are, you know, heavily, you know, has investors and, and, and they run every single game and all these promos and everything. We're just sort of a, you know, small niche community, but we try to put out good picks. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Really um, it. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, you have PGA, college basketball, yeah. college Everything. football, soccer, UFC. It's pretty yep. much it. Right. That's I mean, all. Like, that's pretty, I don't know what else. Is out there. <laughs> that's everything. That's yeah. everything. And, uh, and like I said, like, yeah, like we did, um, we did some world cup stuff. Right. So yeah, it's one of those things where we do have, you know, Twitter is our, our main outreach. So if you, you can follow us at, uh, you know, at Ray Dredge sports on Twitter. Um, uh, so we try to post some stuff there. Cause it's not, again, it's not every single day, right? Like college hoops, uh, March madness. Yeah. Every day NFL playoffs, every game, right. NHL will be, you know, three times a week, for example, but in the playoffs, every game, right. right. So that, you, you'll kind of get our vibe and, and sort of see what our post schedule is. Cause we don't want to just post to post either. Right. We want to post on the big hockey nights, the big basketball nights, um, stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's what a lot of these other sites do. It's just content. They just want to throw stuff out there, um, you know, for clicks and for revenue and all that stuff. So we try to be as authentic as possible. And we only post if we kind of feel it and believe it. So that's kind of um, the model. Yeah, absolutely. So all major sports, even some of the minor sports, you get daily analysis, best bets, parlays, yeah. props. That's all at wageredgesports.com, at wageredgesports on Twitter. And for a company, or for uh, you know, you guys just starting less than a year ago, already creeping up on 10,000 followers. That's quite the growth. So obviously you're, you're doing something right. Yeah, there. it's organic organic growth too. And that was the model. And, and it was just, yeah, it was organic. Nothing's been paid yet. We haven't done any ads, like nothing like that. Um, just, just sort of, yeah. Like, you know, a, a buddy of mine that I worked with at DraftKings, we, we worked like the branding together. So we just wanted it to look good, like look, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, look good, feel good, play good. Right. That's what they say. So yep. 
no difference with the website and, yeah. uh, and the blog. So, yeah. I think, I think uh, it was Ray Allen said that back yeah. in the day. You look good, yeah. you feel good, you play good. That's what you're yeah. doing over at Wager yeah. and Sports. That's what you're yeah. doing in the FFPC main event yes. right now, too. Yes, So yes. listen, At least um, in the regular season. We'll see how the playoffs Well, well Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got two more weeks to get up there to try to cash that Millie. Uh, yeah. So best of luck to you, Brian. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me on a busy holiday weekend. I know you're slammed, obviously, with, with FFPC, with Wager Edge Sports, with everything family stuff going on. Uh, so certainly appreciate you making some time for me uh, in this show. Uh, good luck the rest of the way in the main event. Good luck with Wager Edge Sports, wageredgesports.com, at wageredgesports on Twitter. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, man. I, I really appreciate this. Appreciate you, Eric. Uh, happy to come by anytime. Uh, yeah, happy holidays to you. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. You got right. it. Thank you, Brian. Be good. We'll talk to you Until soon. Next time. Bye. You got it. Brian Jasiak, ladies and gentlemen, the 16th place finisher in the FFPC main event regular season, setting his sights on a $1 million grand prize as we are just two weeks away from crowning an FFPC main event millionaire for the first time ever. That will complete tonight's show. I do want to thank uh, Brian Jasiak for joining me tonight. Uh, I want to thank Rotoviz, the FFPC, and of course, each and every one of you for listening, viewing, downloading, streaming, what have you. A uh, few things I want to mention before I step away from you this evening. Uh, number one, you say, Balky, what are you doing a high stakes lowdown on Friday for? I thought you did HSFF hour. I do do HSFF hour on Friday, and I will be doing the high stakes fantasy football hour with Farrell Elliott in less than two hours right on this FFPC YouTube channel. Uh, it is going to be myself, Farrell, and the uh, uh, 21st place finisher in the Football Guys Players Championship regular season. Uh, Rick Kaufman is going to be joining us tonight to talk about uh, week two in the championship round for the FPC. So your starts and sits are, are uh, questions are answered. Uh, we'll get some late-breaking injury stuff on the, on the show. Uh, and a reminder, Saturday football. We have 11 games tomorrow, people, that start at 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you are getting your lineups in early before the Christmas festivities take hold of your life. Uh, so my special PSA on that. Uh, the Road of His High Stakes Lowdown will be back on Tuesday at 10, 9 central with the FFPC Week 15 main event second place team in the championship round. Norm Barons will be my guest. We'll talk about how he's trying to become an FFPC millionaire uh, this year. And then uh, on the Better Sports Network uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on Wednesday, 10, 9 central, Rotoviz's Curtis Patrick will co-host that program with me 10 to mid uh, midnight on the Better Sports Network. Download the app in Google Play and the App Store. It is for free. Uh, thank you so much for watching, everybody. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, uh, all those good things uh, so we make sure we bring you the best possible content and the most possible content we can here on the FFPC YouTube channel. Be good, everybody. I'll talk with you in about uh, 100 minutes on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Thank you for listening to the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And thanks to Grapes for our theme music. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz radio feed. It helps us find new listeners. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 10% discount through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.